Hi, welcome back to the Dr. Iman Show. Thank you for tuning in. You know, today we're talking about the strength of teeth and how they last millions of years when someone's buried in the sand, right? Yet, they get loose when someone is alive. Nearly 10% of Americans have no teeth. They are fully edentulous. 10%, 38 million Americans have full dentures. That's why you're watching fix a dent commercials at 10 a.m. on Price is Right. You know, you're like looking around like, who are these people who have dentures? 10%, 38 million. Why? Because teeth get loose. Why? Because of periodontal disease. How does that happen? Well, how that happens is what we're talking about through this podcast series and the science of periodontal disease and the destruction of bone that comes with it. Bone, right? The, the, the teeth are supported by bone. It gets destroyed. Teeth get loose, which otherwise don't get cavities. So really, you know, I was going to originally title this the top five worst Halloween candy. Quite frankly, I don't want any candy company coming out after me. Uh, and, you know, if they do research and actually determine there's other candies worse than the ones I'm recommending, uh, you know, I don't want to get into all that. But the reality is the framework is it's not just cavities that are formed from candy. Candy does not just form tooth decay, right? It's not just candy that forms tooth decay. So it is a uh, mechanism of biofilm of plaque that is what starts with gingivitis, which then leads to periodontal disease, if it was calculus buildup with the heavy amount of plaque, which becomes mineralized. And that right there is very destructive. The plaque accumulation in and around teeth is food for bacteria to release toxic chemicals as a byproduct of that consumption. So bacteria feed off of the food supply in the area. And so they release lactic acid as one byproduct of the consumption of that buildup. But that buildup is not just from candy, as an example. Again, going to originally title this top five worst Halloween candy, but it's really how... In this particular context, uh, periodontal disease is 10 times more destructive than tooth decay, and probably more than that. But teeth get loose, which otherwise don't even get cavities. And the cavity formation process occurs with any kind of glucose in the area. If people even just eat bread, and that the bread just gets sit in the corner there, that's food for bacteria because that has glucose. It, a major amount of glucose. The worst types of candies are the sticky type candy. Obviously, the real, the wor- absolute worst are the hard ones. You know, and some of them have certain names that, you know, allude to fracturing of areas in the oral cavity. So, and you can look that up. But the reality is, it's not just candy. But, you know, oral hygiene plays a big part to do with it. A heavy amount of candy, if somebody's going to consume it and have no to poor oral hygiene... And it's going to continue to sit there. They're going to continue it even past Halloween night, but for weeks and weeks on end. That's the fear of dental cavities. Is not just it's candy for one night. They get a bag of candy. They're going to be eating all the time, and that just kind of does weaken the teeth, right? That actually does, in many ways, remove the strength of the teeth by continuous damage that could occur to eating certain types of candy. But the reality is, it's the type of candy that sticks on the teeth combined with other poor aspects of oral hygiene. You know, what's even worse is somebody eating a bunch of high-carbohydrate 
type snacks all day long. That also leads to tooth decay and periodontal disease if there's poor oral hygiene. But the point is, teeth get loose, which otherwise don't even get a cavity. And in many cases, I've had patients who come in in their 50s and 60s who've never been to the dentist. And they're coming in with loose teeth or they're coming in with you know, small cavities on top of the tooth, which I compare to a ceiling. You know, The foundation of a house is way more important than the actual ceiling of the house. But if a small cavity is there, and many times drilling a hole and filling it, is what can lead to a tooth breaking down from a filling breaking down. And many times, which is what I've noticed, I always wonder if a small cavity is not touched, how far it would progress. And there are many times, about at least 10 to 20%, but at the most, where a tooth has a cavity getting into the nerve by their 30s and 40s, which otherwise, teeth in the front of the mouth and other areas get loose without cavities, or cavities are small. And to get to the nerve, it would take decades. So the point is that dentures and implants could be avoided with improved oral hygiene, but periodontal disease is the root cause of those types of issues which really are way more destructive than dental cavities. But both are bad. But ultimately, teeth don't decompose when somebody's buried in the sand. And we're going to be doing a lot of dental anthropology talks um, you know, and this is not just about weight loss, ladies and gentlemen, but the prem, the, my, my podcast, because that's going to be a good 25, 30, 40, maybe even 50% of it, depending on the feedback I get back. Um, but you know, we talk about all aspects of oral wellness and wellness here. So if people eat less, they're going to have less carbohydrate buildup. If they have no carbohydrates, zero carbohydrates, starch related that I talk about, that is the major contribution to periodontal disease is what people eat. If they just eat vegetables and fruits and vegetables and even protein and they floss there's less glucose in those food uh, items such as you know anything that's in nature like blueberry raspberry even though one would think there's a lot of sugar it's not just sugar it's basically concept of glucose has to do with you know the composition of bread has a heavy amount of glucose you know in some cases more than a lot of things coming from nature like pistachios or Things that you could eat, you know, get forced. You want to floss and not have food between the teeth. But again, a tiny little cavity between the tooth in many years could last decades and decades and even surpass the life of an individual. But drilling a big hole and filling it could break, especially if they don't have meticulous biomimetic dental skills where they're barely removing any more tooth structure. I'm never in my life doing a silver filling. If I have to do a big filling, I'm going to have somebody else do it. You know, if I got to do a crown, it's because the tooth had a filling that broke 95% of the time. 95% of the time, a tooth that breaks. In my research, I wrote down a thousand teeth that I did crowns on over an eight year period. 95%. It was like 953 teeth out of a thousand that I did a crown on over an eight year period, rather, had um, some sort of a filling originally. It was not an untouched tooth, but the cavity that got to that area. And, you know, in that category of 5% or less are areas that have trauma. Somebody grinds down, it breaks the tooth, but normally from trauma, that's that's excluded. But that also is in the category. It's less than 5% of teeth that break from somebody clenching, grinding, or from a tooth that gets a cavity that breaks off of a cusp. Less than 5%. That's a, that's somebody who has no oral hygiene. They have a mountain of calculus buildup that's just going to destroy the, all the teeth in the back. Or drug, drug users, heavy users with methamphetamine. And, you know, what methamphetamine causes rampant dry mouth. And there's chemicals that destroy teeth 
but it's in, you know it really what decreases pH. And again, combination of periodontal disease, there's dry mouth associated with that. When there's a heavy buildup, the saliva gets obliterated in many regards because it has to consume, it has to be used up. It gets blocked in, in essence in many cases when there's a heavy amount of calculus. And you know a lot of times people come in with a heavy calculus and a lower teeth, and you, if they do a deep cleaning, those teeth get loose and they fall out. In a lot of cases, they are coming in with loose teeth, and that's unfortunate when the tooth does not decompose in the afterlife. You know, one of my books that is coming out this year is called Every Tooth is a Diamond. I'm going to have three books on Amazon. I got one book called Faramouche, Story of the Forgetful Mouse. There's some dental lingo in there. Um, if you found this content helpful, hit the like button, the subscribe button, because this episode is going to be on YouTube as well. All the episodes are on YouTube, the Dr. Iman Sadri Show. And remember, they got grandma coming in with loose teeth, but no cavities. So cavities are preventable with better oral hygiene but teeth can withstand tooth decay but the foundation gets obliterated so periodontal disease ladies and gentlemen is in my research 10 times more destructive and probably more than that more than a thousand percent it could be five six seven eight ten depending on the population because there's millions of people that have completely lost all their teeth and one last thing cavities my, my dear friends here are not related to systemic issues unless somebody gets an acute infection, right? Otherwise, periodontal disease is. It's very destructive to the systemic health of the, you know, the body, right? You know, Scientific American wrote an article, and I quote from this article, oral pathogens are drawn to such areas of chronic inflammation where the production of cytokines pulls them almost like a beacon of light, right? So cytokines in the body are part of an immuno-inflammatory response system. And it says the heart is one of those beacons, specifically arteries that are clogged by plaque, cholesterol, and fat. The arrival of new pathogens jumpstarts another chain of events, a response that's further buildup of plaque formation that leads to systemic risk of heart failure. Decade-long study found that meticulous oral health care indeed lowered the same risk. So, one more note on that from Scientific American. They said, other diseases linked to inflammation have shown a connection to oral health. 40 years of research on type 2 diabetic patients and gum disease has shown that there's a a unique two-way relationship. Diabetics are at a higher risk of periodontitis and at least double that of general population. Onset is early and severe and blood sugar levels become hard to control because the cytokines fighting gum infection can cause insulin resistance. So, I take away with that. Periodontal disease related diabetes and vice versa because the elements in the body that are there to fight off all that plaque accumulation because that's what's going on. That buildup is a foreign body to the, to the body itself and the body will release basically little soldiers to destroy that plaque but at the same time it's destroying the bone. In addition to that, bacteria feed off all that buildup there, calculus and release as a biochemical byproduct they release lactic acid one set of bacteria causes releases lactic acid and that causes cavities but that formation is very slow lactic acid eating away tooth that's otherwise extremely strong and the strongest substance of the body made of hydroxyapatite is an extremely slow process yet periodontal disease where the body releases inflammatory response cells that destroy the bone but also bacteria that release sulfur and other side other toxic chemicals that destroy the bone as a result 
and the ligaments around the teeth as a result of that byproduct excretion is way more destructive than the tooth getting a cavity. So point is, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I do weight loss seminars. I teach people don't eat, right? Don't eat five times a day, three, four, two. You know, you can only eat once a day because I'll tell you, it takes up a lot of time to schedule eating. You're, you're saving a lot of time. You're saving yourself from not ballooning. Again, the water balloon effect. The more you put in, the bigger you get. The less you put in, the smaller you get. And if you want to try to lose weight, basically you're like a water balloon. And also, that's related to oral health. The more you put in, the less you people eat snacking on high-carb items. And I never name drop any food item. And I never name drop any candy name. And I'm not going to name drop any institution of food. Because all these places you go to, you know what you can eat that's healthy there. You know, and we're gonna, we'll get into that. And you know that I'm all about blood. You know, blueberries, raspberries, pistachios, things from nature, right? Avocado, right? You know, snack on some guacamole if you had to uh, late at night, if you had to. Don't go pigging out on something that's been in a bag for a month, a year, you know, or more in a cardboard box, right? So then you just sit there snacking on that and not have meticulous oral hygiene. Teeth could get loose, ladies and gentlemen, if it's continuous. All right. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, looking forward to having you on board next time. And these are the pilot episodes and the ensuing episodes will have the nice intro from music and uh, kind of the more professional setting. We're kind of just warming up here. Uh, DM me, message me, check me out on PersianObserver.com and at Dr. Iman Sadri across all platforms on social media. This has been Dr. Iman Sadri. As my, gym, my boy Jim Rome says, we're out. <laughs>